welcome to Grid Talk, your weekly RC podcast, with your hosts Russell Lee and Chris Bowden, bringing you the latest RC news and interviews from around the world. Sit back and enjoy as we talk RC cars. Hello and welcome to Grid Talk, your weekly RC racing podcast, brought to you by your hosts, myself, Russell Lee, and of course, the fantastic Chris Bowden. How you doing, Chris? I'm alright mate, how are you? I'm alright, I'm alright mate, I'm alright. Uh, right, so before we get started, I want to say a massive thank you to our sponsors, who are CML Distribution and Schumacher Racing. Guys, thank you for your support and um, thank you, well, I'm not going to say thank you yet, but thank you for the prize you'll be giving us for next week's Christmas draw. Um, Alright, let's get straight on with it then Chris. So we just go and find our guest tonight, because he's waiting in the wings, he's literally just messaged me, um, and I'll go and find... Sean Thompson from PBM Racing. So then, Russ, you managed to find him? I certainly have, Chris. I certainly have. Sean Thompson of PBM Racing. How are you, sir? I'm good, thanks, Brady. How are you? No, I'm not, not too bad, actually. Not too bad. So, obviously, you, you know myself, you know Chris. Um, Hi, Chris. Yeah, Sean. I have. Good. Thanks, mate. Brilliant. Well, welcome to the show, mate. Um, so, I... Where, where do we start? Um, I'll tell you where we'll start. This, this, this is Sean Thompson from PBM Racing, who, who runs um, a decent model shop for, for race cars. But what I'll do, I think I'll ask him a few questions about how, he's, how he got started. So, Sean, you're director of PBM Racing. Yep. How did you get there? Uh, where, did it, what did, where did it start? Did you start as a, as a kid on a, on a Saturday working in the shop? or? Uh, no, no. Um, it, it's a... Uh, uh, it's not that long a story, actually. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell it. I'll tell it as it is. Um, 2010. Um, I was working. Um, I was running my own business. I, I have been for most of my professional life. Uh, photographer, working for newspapers, magazines, PR companies, that sort of thing. Um, and in 2010, um, my dad got terminal cancer, um, and I took a lot of time out of work. Um, just helping him with his treatment and stuff. Um, Trying to, I lived in Gloucestershire at the time in the Forest of Dean um, and dad was up here in Retford in Nottinghamshire. Um, So it's a big distance between, so I needed a lot of time off. My business partner at the time was really good. Uh, He looked after me, made sure that, you know, I had the time that I needed. Um, And then um, tragically a year later after my dad had passed away, my wife's mum, um, Margaret, she she got diagnosed with terminal cancer, so the the cycle happened again. We we got baby twins at the time, and um, Sally wanted to be up here in Nottinghamshire with her mum at the end of her life. And um, I, I, I spoke to my business partner. And I said, "Look, I can't do it to you again, mate." I said, "Look, why don't you buy my half of the business for?" Uh, you know, I kind of gave it away, really. Um, and uh, he bought me out so that I could take some time out, and that's that's what I did, really. I took a couple of years. Um, didn't work much. Did a little bit here and there, a little bit of little bit of photography. But as part of the deal, um, I I signed a contract which meant that I couldn't work for any of our old clients, and it kind of yeah. froze me out of what I used to do, really. Um, and during that time, I got back in touch with an old mate who um, at the time owned PBM, um, and he said, "Oh well." Um, looking for somebody that could help me manage the online side of it a little bit so you could do that remotely. Um, and I, I started off 
just on a, um, a pretty low retainer every month as a freelancer, just doing a bit of website, doing a bit of eBay, um, just keeping on top of that side of things. Um, and as time went on, um, I could see, you know, that there was an opportunity. Um, yeah, I was enjoying it, and there was an opportunity for us to uh, to to do a bit more. So um, I ended up buying the majority share of the business, and uh, that was what five six years ago now. So I, that's what I've been doing ever since. So are you, um, are you sorry to interrupt. Did you race model cars through this period, or, or, was, or yeah, 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 yeah? Okay, yeah. Like, I, I'll tell you what. I'll give you I'll give you my model car racing history. Um, so I, I come from Worksop originally. Um, so um, I, to most tenth off-roaders, Worksop's a bit of a mecca. Yeah. Um, I, I grew up with the likes of Carl uh, Marsden, James Helliwell, Adam Skeldin, lot, lots of lots of guys who are still on the scene, still quick, still influential, whatever. Um, and um, yeah, we, we raced at the workshop club or the various clubs that there were around workshop as, as kids. I was 11 when I got my first car. Um, I was very, very fortunate, I think, because my first ever RC car was a Schumacher Cat XLS. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I bought from Carl Marsden. Carl, Carl was like, we were best friends as kids. Um, our houses backed onto each other. So, you know, we, we, spent a lot of time together when he got into racing basically i got into racing yeah. um and uh, my, my parents were going on holiday um some somewhere spain one of the islands somewhere like that and they they said do you want to um do you want to come on holiday or would you rather have the cash and stay with your nan so i was <laughs> like oh i think i'll have the cash and stay with me now <laughs> and and that's that's how i funded the the first car and i i raced from the age of 11 up until I was about 16. Um, and at that point, you know, I found girls and yeah. other in, interesting things to, to, to go off and do. Um, so, yeah, um, most of those early years were, were spent racing around the, the, mainly the indoor scene, but some of it outdoors as well around the workshop area. I think I, I attended the first ever race at Robin Hood Raceway uh, when it was just a field uh, on James's farm. Um, so that that's pretty cool. We raced in pub car parks. We raced in a, um, a car park in Dinnington, which I think was uh, Adam Skelding's dad's workplace, and we, we raced in the um, in the car park there at times. Uh, we did a 25-hour race, which got us into the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest RC continuous rc car race that was a, a club called the bassett law buggy club which um, which was prevalent around workshop in uh, in the 80s 90s um that was run by a guy called tony scopoliti and his son um ad i don't i don't think uh, i don't think ad ad races anymore um but yeah the uh, uh, the workshop club in those days was run by um john and linda allcroft and their son Phil Allcroft, um, and their daughter Susan Allcroft. She raced a bit as well, um, but that that was like back in the days where we we didn't have a timing system. We had a computer, but Sue used to sit on the um, on the computer pressing the buttons as the cars the the number for yeah, each car yeah, yeah. as they went over the line. So yeah, um, but it was still in it was in the same venue that it's in now, the North Knotts Arena. Um, you know that's what that's where we raced all those millions of years ago. Um, and like I say. I, I had a had a bit of a break. Found 
found girls and, and beer and cars and yeah. motorbikes and, and work. Um, and I, I moved off down to the southwest. Um, and I, it was, gosh, I'm trying to think now, probably 2010, when the year my dad died, um, I, the, the local club to where we lived in the Forest of Dean was Caldicott. Um, and I can remember hearing about it and um, I, I went along to watch one time and I thought, oh, wow, this is great. You know, I can really relive my youth here. So yeah. mum, mum, mum said to me, what would you like for Christmas this year? And I said, well, there's, funny enough, I've just been to this local club. It looks great. They do a lot of micro racing. So I probably only need a couple of hundred quid and I can get started again. Um, and that's what I did. I bought a Charisma GT14B ready to run. Um, and I went racing on Friday nights at Caldy. Uh, and it was uh, it was amazing. I instantly just fell back into that groove of really looking forward to my Friday nights. And, uh, yeah, Mark, you know, how, made how a good you, group of you, friends you, there. You picked the right club to go back to, didn't you, Caldicott? I mean, they are oh, just... Yeah. Awesome, awesome group yeah. of guys. Tom, Tom Owen, Pete, yeah. uh, Craig Harris. You know, there's just some, yeah, some fantastic you, guys. You know, there, I've yeah. been known to drive the 90 mile on a Friday night after finishing work to go and race there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been known it's, to do it. <laughs> mate, I, I don't blame you because it, the Caldicott tracks are legendary. Yeah. They are absolutely... The tracks that they build there, for such a small hall they they just build the most fantastic flowy challenging fun tracks to yeah. drive i absolutely loved it and, and, and you know no word of a lie i was instantly obsessed again with with toy cars and playing with toy cars and racing toy cars um yeah so Basically, that's my um, that's my racing history. It sort of developed from there into getting back into tenth and then doing a little bit of eighth. But the the, the shop kind of came along pretty quickly after, um, and we moved up here back to Nottinghamshire. So that makes sense. Just a, a big sense as to why you ended up um, being big on the Kyosho then, if you were friends with Carl Marsden. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So Carl, um, I mean, you know. We we chatted over you know what cars I was gonna I was running at the time and what I might run and I ended up when the ZX6 came out the ZX6 four wheel drive I can remember thinking to myself oh, I really like the idea of a four wheel drive with ball diffs again because all the current cars at that stage had gone back they'd gone to gear diffs yeah. and nobody was building cars with ball diffs anymore and I really liked the idea of that. Um, it didn't play out that greatly because the, the ball diffs never lasted very long. So I spent an awful lot of time yeah. rebuilding ball diffs. I mean, the Kyosho ball diffs are pretty awesome, but it, with four-wheel drive, you know, I was running a five-and-a-half turn motor in this ZX6, and, you know, it was just destroying ball diffs every other week. Um, so, yeah. Um, but great car. Stuck with the stuck with the Kyoshos for, for a good few years um, until uh, until I was persuaded to uh, to run an associated. Um, I had a go. Um, I had a go with a B six point one, um, and uh, yeah, uh, it was amazing. So I bought one um, and and ran that. Um, I had my best ever results with that car. Uh, managed to podium mid-east regionals with it so um which is you know much better than i'd 
I'd managed previously. I'd made I'd made a couple of A finals with the RB six point um, RB six. I made a I made an A final on grass at West Bridgeford. Um, RB seven probably the next. Oh no, uh, RZ six the shaft drive car. Yeah, yeah. That that was a phenomenal car. It, it, one of those cars that it 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 shouldn't work the way that it works it works so well in low grip which was ridiculous it just shouldn't work really a, a shaft drive two-wheel drive car just shouldn't work but it, it it for some reason whatever it was about that car it just worked i remember um ian mellis drove for us for a couple of years um through on a shop drive through pbm with kyosho um and he made the a final national a final at kidderminster on a and then on a day where it had snowed in the morning and the track was, you know, covered in snow. And he, I can remember him saying, I cannot believe the car was just awesome. Um, you know, he was getting like fourth in round or something like that with with, with this shaft drive, two-wheel driver around Kidderminster where, it, where it's snowing. It's just ridiculous. So your shop, um, PBM Racing, as we've already mentioned, are you mainly mail order, or are you bricks and mortar? People can walk in. No, we're we're very much a bricks and mortar shop. Yeah. Very much in, in encouraging people to to come into the shop. I mean, um, PBM was originally Phil Booth Models. It's the it's yeah. the shop. It's the shop that we all used to go to in the Nottinghamshire Nottinghamshire area when we were kids to buy our stuff from Phil Booth and his wife Christine. Um, and it, it's still. It's still very similar to how it was back there now when you walk in the place. Um, and I, I, I really, really encourage people to come in and see us, get some advice, try and buy the right stuff to start with. Um, and, you know, online's great. It's got its, uh, it's got its purpose, as we've all learned during these lockdowns. Um, but you can't beat coming in and, and seeing stuff, getting a feel for stuff. Uh, for us, as uh, as a business, actually getting to know the customers, um, understanding what what they want, you know, because not everybody wants to come into it and buy the high end electrics and and go full out racing. But you know, they they need that bit of advice to buy the right thing to start with, so that they don't race, they don't turn up to a race with stuff that's you know not really gonna gonna serve them well. And unfortunately for us, we get. We do get a lot of people that come into the shop who they've spent quite a lot of money already on stuff that just isn't quite right. And, yeah. you know, you, ha you have to try and help them then through that process of, you know, just getting them onto the right thing so that they can enjoy what they're doing. Because so many people have a bad experience with RC because they buy it online with no advice. Yeah. Um, and they're instantly turned off. It just gets chucked on a shelf or in the bin or in a corner of a garage. They never touch it again, and then they're lost to the they're lost to the hobby. You know, yeah. whereas if you can give people that positive start to begin with, it's actually, as you know, it's it's a hobby that will will go with you throughout the rest of your life. Yeah. So, what do you stock in there? Do you um, obviously you do cars, you do RTR stuff, airplanes, anything like that? Yeah, we don't we don't tend to do flying stuff. Yeah. Um, we, we we've done a little bit of it um, over the years, but I, I don't I, because I don't do it. Um, I'm not. I, I'm one of these people. I like to actually sell stuff that I, I know what I'm talking about. You know, I I, I wouldn't want to have planes and helis and drones and stuff that I don't know anything about because it, you know I am very much about being able to 
advise people and um, you know point them in the right direction and I think you need expert knowledge to be able to do that so that's that's why we haven't really gone that way with with, with other stuff we keep the odd boat uh, surfers jet skis all that kind of you know um, yeah. novelty stuff that, that that sells but not nothing um, nothing serious from a from a flight perspective there's um there's a really good flight place in Nottinghamshire called gliders in Newark, um, yeah. I tend to I tend to point people in that direction if if they're doing flight stuff, yeah. um, and and leave it to the experts really rather than uh, rather than try and bluff my way through a sale. It's not really my style. <laughs> so have you, have you got many staff? Uh, there's uh, just just myself and uh, uh, and uh, one of the old races, uh, Richard Johnson, Jono as we call him. Um, he's he's been there for. shop as long as pretty much the shop's been there so uh, he uh, he does uh, he does a lot of work in there serving customers fixing cars that sort of thing so we're a bit of a tag team really brilliant so is it hard, is it hard to run a shop in the in the modern day with with mail order or do you do you manage to succeed with like mate like i know we just spoke a bit but i say mail order customer local coming into you and getting helped out yeah i mean you know it's a it, it, it's a difficult market for sure, um, and you know there's there's challenges um, throughout the industry in terms of um, product availability and margins and you know there's all kinds of things you know I I, I come from a, a bit of a, a family of retailers my, my dad was a, a retailer latterly in his uh, in his professional life and my uncle's a retailer i talked to my uncle about it a little bit and he's, he's like cracky how do you work on those margins yes. um but you know it's it, it is what it is you know i don't think any of us do um run rc businesses to get rich we do it because we love it and we can make a living out of it that's the you know we can do something that we love and we can make a living out of it. I think yeah. that's that's the best way to, to to look at it. But I don't think I'm ever going to be a rich man out of it. Um, but I do I do genuinely enjoy it. So you know that's uh, that's that, half the battle, isn't it? That's you good. know, if you get if you're not, it, it's it got is. a problem I, getting up and going to work in the morning, is it when it's toys <laughs> or you know? No. Exactly. When it's something that you when it's something that you genuinely love, then you know it's uh, it. it, it it makes it easier to get up and go to work in the morning, yeah. and I, I've always done that. You know, when I when I first left school, I became a press photographer, which is which is what I wanted to do. You know, when I was 15, 16, that's what I really wanted to do, um, and I loved taking pictures. Uh, you know, I loved covering news events, sporting events, that sort of thing. So I've I've always kind of done. I've never really had to have a job that felt like a job, if that makes sense. You know, a proper job, as I would call it. Yeah. Uh, I've always done something that I've enjoyed, so I'm lucky, very lucky. Um, yeah. So um, I tell you what's weird, Chris. You know, the last three meetings, race meetings I've been to. Well, I'll rephrase that. The last three meetings I've seen Sean at. He hasn't actually been racing. He's, uh, he's, oh, he's been pitched to Freddie. Yeah, yeah. As, as, as he retired, you mate, he put you out. Is he put it, you out to pasture? It does, it, it does seem like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we last winter, um, Fred started to show more of an interest in RC. He's kind of done it with me 
um, all the way through since the days at, at Caldicott. He very soon after I got a um, I got a micro. We got him a micro for his. I think it was his seventh birthday. He's fifteen now, um, and he did the micro nationals with us a couple of yeah. seasons. And uh, you know he, he he enjoyed it, but he was he's always been a footballer. His first love was football, so he played for. Um, he played for the local team, Redford United. Um, uh, he, you know, they won the league every year. They won the cup every year. You know, he's really big into his football. And then I, I don't really know what it was, but last winter he just, he just said, oh, "I'm not that fussed about football anymore, Dad. I think I might, I might concentrate on the RC and see, uh, see if we can get good at it." Um, and we, we went last winter. We went pretty much every week. We drove up to MB Models to their um, to their racetrack and raced on a Wednesday night for the Batley Buggy Club series. And every week he got that little bit faster. And he was, you know, he's up there racing with the likes of Johnny and Will Skidmore. And you know, there's some fast guys race up there. Um, and he was making the A final just about every week. So. Uh, you know, he very quickly progressed. Um, so that was that was good, because he'd he, he'd never really concentrated on it before. But I, I always knew he'd got a little bit of a talent for it because he could just turn up and wheel it round fairly well without doing any practice, without any thought for it really. Um, so yeah, um, he, he's kind of made it his mission to get as good as he can, um, and. As soon as he got as fast as I was, I thought, oh, I can't be be being beaten by him every week. So I kind of hung the transmitter up a little bit. Um, I raced a bit through the winter, but to be honest, since lockdown and um, getting back to racing, he's he's really focused on eight scale now. Um, He he absolutely loves racing eight scale nitro. It just... Uh, yeah, he's just chomping at the bit to get out there as much as we possibly can, um, and it, that's great for me because it's something that I, you know I can be involved in for him as his pit man, um, and you know we, we just have fun together as as father and son. So it's you know it's it's brilliant. It's it's one of the best things that's uh, that's happened to me personally. You know, I got that really close bond with my son, which is you know it's fantastic for any dad. Um, yeah. And I think this hobby is probably one of the best because you, it is literally father and son working as a team. It it takes me back to you know when we first started and none of the dads raced. It was all yeah. the kids racing. None yeah. of the dads raced, um, but the dads were all there, um, spanning on the cars, shouting when the kids crashed. Um, you know, it. it, it it just, you know, it t- takes you back to that uh, to that beginning, really, and uh, it's like starting all over again. It's fantastic. So, yeah, absolutely loving it. Yeah, he's flying, isn't he? I've seen him a couple couple of meetings. Um, he's looking really good now. Yeah, he's getting he's getting he's getting quicker quicker all the time. Um, so, so, what's the aim then? Get an F three and go nationals. Uh, yeah, well, he's. He did. He might, we managed to get him a place in most of the nationals that were cancelled this year. So he really wants to do eighth nationals now. That's that he's he's on the reserves for eighth nationals at yeah. the minute. So we're we're hoping that he uh, that he gets in gets into eighth nationals and uh, he can uh, he, he he can you know 
play out that dream through you, the summer have, this this have, coming year. Have you tried to get an entry as well? Uh, no. He's no. retired, you. He's <laughs> let go, man. It's over. <laughs> it's, it's, it's over. Yeah, I've got, I've got probably six years, I think, mate. Nah, mate, six months. <laughs> going to have you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you wait till, till you look at the timesheet and you see your lad's name above you. That's it then, yeah. mate. It's, it's, it's it's really I remember the, the time when Lewis Hopkins was shouting, laughing daddy at Midlands. <laughs> and, and, you know what I mean? It's just like, nah. Yeah. I, I am not suffering that indignity, I'm yeah. afraid. I, yeah, I've, I've spared myself that one. Yeah. No. I'll probably just uh, I'll probably just keep the odd car for myself and have a have a little fun go every now and yeah. again. Um, yeah, that's 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 probably what I'll do. Yeah. So um, I've, I've had this question planned for a week or so. Um, uh, the reason being is because I've always been a big advocate. I feel like I'm priming you here. I won't say that. Um, right. What do you think of um, shop drives or distributed drives? Uh, I, I think it's an absolutely fantastic idea. Um, it um, helps to keep the shops going with racing, um, racing customers who are um, at that level where they deserve some sponsorship, but not necessarily at the very top level where you know they should be direct factory drivers. Um, it, yeah, I mean, you know, it, <laughs> I've always been a big advocate of shop drives, and for, for this reason and no else, because I've I've been quite a few meetings, like club meetings, local meetings, nothing fancy, um, and the, the new starters are talking to such and such, and where do you get your stuff from? Oh, I get it from you know uh, a, a name brand. Now, yeah, when other drivers, you know, shop drivers who who, who race, you know, where do you get your stuff from? I get it from. PBM racing, they're only two more down the road. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. That sort of thing for me is, is how you're going to get new starters and new clubs into into the local shops. Yes, and I think you need um, you need local shops to help um, prime the clubs with new with new racing um, racing enthusiasts. You know, we yeah. get a lot of people come in the shop. Um, you know, little Joey's seven this year. He wants a, he wants a car. Did you know that we race? I'll, I'll say to them, "Did you know that we race these things?" And like, what do you mean, like proper old racing? And I say, "Oh yeah, you know, we've got Broxstone Model Car Club, we've got West Bridgeford Model Car Club, we've got Manor RC, we've got Robin Hood Raceway." Yeah. And point them in the direction of these clubs, and before you know it, these these people they bought, they might buy a cheap ready-to-run car to start off with, so that you know little Joey can get his get his little fix and and see if he likes it, see if he takes to it. And then before you know it, they're the future races. And, yeah. I, you know, that that's what your local shops do for you. And unfortunately, more and more shops are, uh, are going, um, going to the wind because th- there aren't enough um, customers that stay with them, you know. Yeah. Um, I, the, the, a lot of times now you get to a stage with a, with a driver, they've got to a certain level, and then they get snaffled up by by one of the distributors, brands, whatever, um, and then they they're gone. You know, the shop never sees them again, um, and I, that that irks me. Um, it's one of the reasons why um, we tend to focus on products from those distributors that support the shops um, with shop drives and don't just do direct drives. Um, so they're, they're, I, I'm, I, you know, I don't want to get into a 
no, you know, I'm not. I'm not aiming to shame. do that. No, no, no. I'm just talking about in general. Anybody. Yeah. But I, you know, I, for us, Kyosho um, and CML Associated, they're they're the guys that offer shop drives to us. Um, so you know, they're the brands that we tend to push more than others because we know long term we've got much more chance of actually keeping hold of those customers for the long term um, and, and not losing them on direct drives. And, uh, you know, I would never hold anybody back. If they are good enough and deserve to have a, a, a full factory drive or whatever, then they should get it. Absolutely. It's not about holding people back. It's just about looking after the industry as a whole. Companies not just looking after themselves, seeing the bigger picture. I think yeah. that's that's the important thing for me is actually seeing that the shops we are effectively the shop window for those companies. So why why take that away from us? That's that's the thing. It, you know, it's, it's it's probably my biggest pet hate um, is just how easy it is for somebody to get a direct drive. Um, it, you know, it shouldn't be that way. You know, when I, when I first started racing all those million yes, years same ago, for me it was, it was like there were there were sponsored yeah there yeah. were sponsored drivers but their names were craig drescher and jb booth oh, the, the sponsor <laughs> driver at Mark club was craig drescher exactly right yeah. you know what i mean no one else was sponsored you know <laughs> exactly and it, it, that that was that's brilliant because those guys are absolute legends and um, you know their 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 talent deserved of sponsorship um I, I i would just ask the the companies to look at it and think yeah actually if we protect pbm and keep help to keep pbm going that is only going to benefit us in the future because they will continue to stock our products push our products um and it, it, you know it's it's just seeing that bigger picture really and not at not taking on as many contracted customers as they possibly can. Yeah. So where where would you say the cutoff was then? How would you work out a cutoff point? <laughs> uh, personally, for me, I would say if you if you are a regional F two driver, then you are the best local drivers in your region. Yeah. You you at that at that stage for me, I think you probably justify getting a direct drive yeah because you you know you go to your um you go to your midwest regionals your mid-east regionals wherever it is the f2s generally um are the a finalists b finalists that that yeah. sort of level um below that shop that i think that's where the shop drive comes in and you know with 10 scale it's it's easy to do because we've all got f grades yes um, so, you know, the companies could actually look at it and say, our sponsored drivers, you know, if we do two and above direct, F3 and below shop drive, that, that sounds like a really good way of doing it. To yeah. Me. Um, they, it, I mean, it's difficult because, you know, you've got things like you, you, your, local, your local guy who runs the club, for instance. Now, I can see why that can benefit companies by giving them um, a direct drive because, you know, they are actually helping the industry by running a club and stuff like that. So there's, there's got to be some 
um, some sort of leeway for, you know, your local hero, um, your, your local guy who's been in it 50 years and, you know, your, your, your guy who's been with one brand for, for his whole life. That, yeah. Those things, you know, a little bit of flexibility in it. Like the up and coming juniors, for instance, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with saying, look, you know, this 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 young nine year old here, he could be an absolute worldie in the future. Let's take him on and coach him a bit. I, you know, I get that, and it's like I say, I wouldn't ever want to hold anybody back. But if you look at um, if you look at how the industry's going and how a lot of the shops are going and and moving actually moving away from racing stuff, um, it it's not helping the local clubs to get new blood. Um, and if we don't get more kids in, um, you know, that eventually the hobby will, will fade. Um, and you know, it's just about protecting the industry as a whole. That's, that's the way I've always, I've always looked at it. Yeah. I mean, the way I've always said it is your shops are the guys sat at the track side when you've you've made a final higher than you normally do, and you think, you know what, I'm going to throw a new set of boots on. I'm going to put yeah. a set of freshies on. Oh, I haven't got any. Damn, I didn't order any online. If yeah. there's no shop there, if there's a shop there, you just go, you know, you're right, yeah. BBM. Uh, any toys I can buy off you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, the last the last two or three um, two or three summers, I've done um, I've done trackside shop at the Mid East Regionals. As well as being the Mid East regional rep, um, so um, pretty pretty much running the uh, running the series as well. Um, you know, it's yeah, I, I feel like you know, you, 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 as a shop, you, you give a lot to the local RC community, um, and you, you just want that little bit of recognition from from the distributors, the suppliers, the manufacturers that you know you are there as the shop. Room. You know, you are their representative in the um, in the community, um, and you know we need we do we do need a little bit of support from them. You know, there, there, there are times when you you know you're really frustrated as a as a businessman because you've you know you've lost a, a customer to a um, to a to a direct drive um, when it could have easily been a been a shop drive. And I, you know, I had, I had one again. I won't name names, but I had one company say to me, "Well, we don't do shop drives anymore because we had um, a, a quite a few shops that didn't pay their bills, and drivers were waiting too long for their stuff." And I'm like, "Well, you know, I, I always pay my bills. I, I've ne- never had a late invoice. Um, it, you know, why penalise me in that situation yeah. because others don't? You know, Tr- trust me with it, and I'll look after it. You know, that's the." That's the frustrating thing, but it's you know it's it's a good excuse, I guess. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. So, what what's your? Um, I'm just trying to change the subject. What's your favourite class thing? Tenth or eighth? Uh, me personally, um, as a driver, I would say tenth. I've always been a tenth driver. Um, that's what I started with. Tenth off road. Um, I think as a as a now as a, a retired driver, more of a pit man. Uh, I think I enjoy the eighth meetings more because I'm 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 more involved. Yeah. Um. You know, being being in being in pit lane and challenging myself to be quick on the pit stops and stuff like that. I think I I'm really enjoying that side of it. Um. But as a dri- as a driver, definitely ten scale. I, 
I loved it. Because um, oh, so, so, with the eight scale, you you um you did you've done a couple of meetings, haven't you? Um, like, yeah, we, like put on a couple of meetings as, as the shop. Yes, we did uh, PBM Super Saturdays. We it actually started with a um, a tenth meeting first of all, A A One Racing Club yeah. at, Gra- at Grantham, um, which is predominantly a tenth track. But we did have, I think we ended up with two heats of eight e buggies as well, um, which actually worked really well around there. Um, so yeah, that, that's how it started, and then we did Endor and Deerdale eight scale meetings. The Endor meeting, um, we had ten scale cars there, but to be honest, I felt quite bad for the ten scale guys because it was Mega. biblical rain that day. Yeah. Uh, that, was, was, that, that was the one I went to, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a it was a real challenge that day. We had uh, we had computer issues as well, which uh, yeah it was a, a horror of a day, really. Yeah, it was all um, right. It wasn't that bad. Can you, can you just tell Chris about how um, how bad the rain was when I, that I was racing in? Uh, it was seriously biblical rain. It uh, it just came down sideways it was unbelievable yeah. there was yeah there was i wouldn't say there was no grip that's unfair but those two there was two like chicanes in the middle like a really tight hairpin man you couldn't yeah. I could, you wouldn't steer in and it wouldn't come out i was like you know yeah, like, yeah only you've only got to breathe slippy. on the throttle and it was sideways yeah, yeah it was that absolutely. slippy yeah yeah so yeah chris yeah, i do i do yeah. go out, i do go outside mate i do yeah go but outside. i go i send it very rarely. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Yeah, so 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 you did that one, and then you did another one at, uh, at Deerdale as well. Yeah, we did Deerdale. Um, that was the weekend before the second lockdown. Yeah. Um, so we we I think we had I can't remember how many people we had in the end, but we we had quite a few drop out at the last minute because it was we were unsure as to whether we were going to be able to race because of the whole COVID thing. And it, it was just, yeah, a bit of a nightmare, but the, the meeting, the meeting went really well. We, um, we decided that we wanted to do an hour long nitro final. Um, and we were cursed by the rain again. So we set off with the intention of running an hour long nitro final, but about half an hour in, it absolutely lashed it down. Just what did so you say? We did another five uh, laps or something. Yeah, we just said we're going to give it another five minutes to the end, and I think I think it was th- thirty-five minutes we did in the end. You think everyone was relieved? Um, yeah, because I mean, you know, it, again, it, the rain was just coming down sideways. It was hideous. Um, so it was definitely the right thing to do because you know people pe- people were going to get their stuff ruined. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it was a good day um, despite that. You know, we, we 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 had a we had a lot of fun and some some good racing. And uh, the Deerdale crew had done a, a layout change that weekend, so it was a it was a different layout, which was was really good because you know it meant that. Uh, you know anybody that had been up practicing um, lost that that massive advantage that they had um, because the layout change had happened. So that was that was really cool. Yeah, nice one. So the fantasy question that I love to ask: if this weekend you could, there was no COVID and you could go racing anywhere uh, to a meeting you'd been to in the past, um, that, that you, you know, where where would you go if you if you could go anywhere? If I could go anywhere. Well, probably, probably the best meeting that I've been to 
and raced that myself. We we went to um, to the Belgian Grand Prix at Campenhout about oh, it must be four years ago now. Um, and w- that weekend was just mega. We we had we had such a great time. The the the, the racing on track was brilliant. The 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 crack off track was brilliant. The 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 beer at night was brilliant. The food was brilliant. The nightclub was brilliant. You know, everything about that weekend was absolutely fantastic. We, that- we drove over in a in a um, in a minibus. Um, myself, Carl Marsden, A.D. Parks, Lee Hewson, and Rob Horn, the five of us, and we just had such a mega weekend. It was brilliant. So isn't that the place of every time I see pictures of it is always someone standing by the side of the track and and they've always got like a beer on top of the fence post. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> is that the one Jemo yeah. is that the one Jemo goes over to? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Jemo yeah, was there that year. Um Cockers, Tom Cockrell, he he usually goes, he was there that year. Um Young Mailing Carlson, she was there that year. So the, the 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 joke all the way over in the minibus was, oh, we're all going to get beat by oh a ten year old, however old she was then. <laughs> and, and in fact, we were all beaten by Mailing Carlson that that weekend. Even Carl, who was trying really hard not to get beaten by Mailing, got beaten. Um, so that was yeah, that was that was brilliant. It, it probably we had. Um, we had a we had a beer on the I think it was probably the Saturday night called the the guillotine. Oh God, it was evil. I, I've never drunk anything like that in my life, and I probably never will again. Um, it was oh God, it was rank. Um, and the, the the funny the funniest moment was we uh, we got an Uber. Um, to take us to this nightclub, and it was obviously we, we stayed in um, we stayed in Brussels. Uh, it was obviously the place to go in Brussels because there were Lambos and Ferraris and Porsches all parked up outside. Really glamorous people lined up in the queue, and then five workshop lads turn up, and <laughs> we've gone all this way to this nightclub, and. They wouldn't. They wouldn't let us in because Rob had got white trainers on. No way. No <laughs> way. Yeah. So we. Yeah. We, we honestly we we stood outside this club like oh, this is going to be amazing, lads. This is going to be amazing. Then we get to the end of the queue and the bloke says, "No, you can't come in." Points at Rob's shoes. It's like, oh no, white trainers. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So. If you could have any uh, last last random question that I ask every week, um, favorite car? If, if if you could get a re-release tomorrow of, an, of a car that you had once before, or uh, or buy like a, a a car that you had before, what would you buy? Oh gosh, um, I would probably have to say my favorite car that I've driven is that the Kyosho RZ6 I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, it, that car was amazing. Um, and they, I mean, it's out of production now, so you can't buy it. Um, but it was, I mean, it was never actually a car. It was a conversion kit. Um, so you had to have an RB6 front end um, and then the conversion kit so that you could put the four-wheel drive 
rear end on it, but it, it was just, it was an amazing car. Probably, I mean, it should have won the Worlds in 2015. Tebow TQ'd with it and then had a bit of a horror in the finals uh, when Spencer won with the B6. Um, but yeah, I, with, that car was amazing. I, um, I do, I do have one somewhere actually um it's not complete I, I think i robbed some parts off it so I, i'll probably make it my mission to to put it back uh, to put it back together and maybe stick it on a shelf for, for posterity cool so like with that being your favorite car what was it that prompted the switch to the associated who was who was responsible for going here i have a go with this um gosh that's a good question Whose car? I, did, I had a go with somebody's car. I can't remember who it was now. Is it Skeldin? Mm, no, no. <sighs> um, Charles Conteris. I'm sure it was Charles said, had a, have a go with my car. And his was on a wheel, actually. And I did. I had a go with his car on a wheel transmitter. So weird. Um, but yeah, that was, I think that was enough to prompt me, um, to prompt me to, to ha- at least get one and, and give it a try. Um, and yeah, uh, I mean, I, like I said earlier, it, that, that thing straight away, uh, I just, I just went quicker. It was brilliant. Um, I, I loved it and I actually got quite a lot of guys through the shop that, that run associated cars, um, and it, 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 it's difficult to find a better two-wheel drive than, than the Associated, I, I, I would say. Um, it's just, it seems to have this huge setup window so you can get it really wrong and the car still works. Um, I, I think that's its, um, I think that's its, um, its best point, really. It, it's it a very forgiving car. It's, oh, it is, yeah. It's, it's such a good car. Um, and obviously, you know, we're on the point two variant now, um, but that, you know, that's gone, that's gone in the same direction. The, the, the little improvements that they make all the time just seem to take the car to that next, that next level. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, love it. Fantastic cars. And Freddie, I mean, Freddie loves the, the, um, the two wheel drive. He, um, again, he was running, um, he was running an RB 6.6 Kyosho every now and again when he turned up to racing. Um, and I, I let him have a go with my B 6.1 and he was like, Oh God, dad, that's mega. I want that. So he ended up actually having my car. Um, (laughs) and yeah, that's, I think that's, that was probably the catalyst for him taking it a little bit more seriously was when I, when I let him have a go of the B6.1 and he, he loved it so much. And you could see instantly that he just, he clicked with the car um, and it just, it worked really well for him. Awesome. So yeah, that, that's, that's probably the moment that's responsible for his, uh, his um, keen interest in the, in the hobby, I think. Brilliant. Right. So we'll look at letting you go now, mate. Uh, we've been going for, well, three quarters of an hour. Um, so, Sweet. do you want to say thank you to anyone before we let you go? Friends, family, sponsor, long-suffering wife. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely long-suffering wife, um, Sally. Yeah, she's uh, she's amazing, letting us uh, letting us go out and uh, live our live our childhood dreams um, pretty much whenever we want. Um, 
yeah, basically, thank you to you guys for for having us on again tonight. You know, it's it, I, I, I always enjoy um, talking about RC, so uh, it's it's great great to have these platforms so that people like myself and other people in the industry, you know, can can have a have a bit of a voice. Um, and you know, thank you to all our um, all our suppliers for working really hard through this what has been an absolutely rubbish year um it's you know it's been it, it's been awful on a lot of levels um but i know the guys at, at cml and schumacher and kyosho answer rc oh, real mention for answer rc and and pete um obviously pete pete's not been well and you know we're all hoping that he can make a full recovery and get back to work as soon as possible um, but yeah, just just to everybody that that keeps this going, the guys at the club. I mean, the clubs have had a, a you know a hideous year, not really getting the racing revenue. Um, just all those all those guys that that give up their time for nothing. I think that you know that is just amazing. Um, and and to all our all our long standing customers um, for for supporting the shop and, um, you know, I hope that they will for, for many years to come and that we'll, we'll, we'll see their faces through the doors on a, on a regular basis. Perfect, mate. Um, what we're going to do this week as well for your competition, just before we let you go, um, cause every, every week we, we do a guest for the competition, we do a, a competition for the listeners so they can win some glue from Freddie at Christmas. Um, okay. so this week we're going to do wheel up Wednesdays. So this week, what we want is we want pictures of your car just off the ground, um, whether it's five mil, ten mil, um, looking cool. Um, and obviously, we'll pick two of those winners, um, two sorry, two prizes, and they'll be in the draw for, for Freddie's for, um, factory friends glue and the Christmas cool. draw, which will be next week actually. Um, so wheel up Wednesday is what it is. Right then, Sean, thanks for coming on. You've been brilliant. Um, you'll have to angle put your in, mate. All right. Yeah, that will. No problem. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Oh, we're, 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 we're racing at Endor this Sunday, so uh, if anybody's uh, fancying an eighth meeting on Sunday, um, get yourselves down to Endor. Nice one. All right. Cheers, Sean. Cheers, mate. Draw Take away. care. Bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye. And he's gone. That's a great chatting with Sean then, mate. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Sean, you're the best. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I'll probably see you at the track when I'll race your son. Ha-ha. You mean when you get beat by him? Well, yeah, he did beat me, yeah. Uh, comprehensively. No, not comprehensively. We were, we were in the same final, so once. Anyway, yeah. did you go racing the weekend? Uh, I was meant to be, but uh, unfortunately rain stopped play, didn't it, at Coventry? Yeah. Um, it was meant to be the uh, the chalky challenge, which is basically where everybody picks a class they're sandbagging in, yeah. just so they can go and get some free chocolate. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, the the track and the field were flooded due to the uh, the bit of bad weather we've had over here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a, you know. So what they're doing with the meeting? Then they they they've moved it. They've moved it, yeah, to the twenty seventh. So it's like two days after Christmas. You're gonna go? So hell yeah. <laughs> Fair play. We're supposed to be racing this Sunday at Coventry. Tony, um, Tony's put on another meeting at Telford. Yeah. Is he going to go there? Yep. Already booked in. Brilliant. Premier class for the trucks. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, we're in there. Nice. I haven't um, been anywhere. I've 
I've been so busy with work, it's, um, it's mind-blowing how, how busy he is. You don't fancy uh, Telford next sun- on Sunday? Nah, my, my car's set up for indoors. Um, By a four-wheel drive? Nah. Nah. nah, nah. Week, okay. four, week four Christmas. Yeah, Russ, yeah, 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 yeah. The new T6.2 is in stock at CML now. Oh, mate, I've, when, I've, I've said this on the show before. When I need one, I'll, 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 I'll get one. Um, yeah, but Santa's coming, so could he not come a little bit early? <laughs> You've got top, plenty of time to get it built. I'll give you a good setup for it, and you can come down, and I can whip you. Nah, you're, you're all right, man. You're all right. <laughs> so, last week's competition... Was it was it a neat wiring competition or just well prepped cars? Uh, neat wiring. Remember hashtag no spaghetti wires. Yeah, oh, of course, yes. So who yeah. uh, who won that? Did you did you speak to Venables? He throw someone. Yeah, yeah, and in uh, in typical Will style, he let us know about five minutes ago. <laughs> so you know, yeah, on time as always. So um, yeah, he's picked a couple. The one was uh, Cameron Pollinger. 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 Hope I'm saying that right. Um, and that was for the uh, the picture of the two B6s, I'm assuming wet car, dry car. Yeah. And the other one was Mark Hedling for the B4. Not sure which uh, which B4. It was a point. Looks like a point two or three. Yeah. Um, obviously rear motor cars dragging them wires all the way through nearly was a pain, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, Mark. Uh, Mark Hedling wins the second one. So those two are in for the the um, that you haven't won, guys. You haven't won anything yet, but you're in the prize draw for next week's Christmas you've, draw. You've won the opportunity to be patient for another week. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely right. Right then, Chris. Um, shall we look at finishing up there? Yes, mate. I'm cool with that. No problem. Do you want to say thank you to the sponsors? Yeah, of course. Every week, thank you to uh, CML Distribution and Schumacher Racing. Um, without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do this. Um, and thank you for the prizes next week in advance. Nice one. Guys, thank you for getting involved, uh, listening to the podcast. We, we really do appreciate all your likes and shares. Do us a favour, share this one. Just whack it on your wall. Um, it's on Facebook on the Grid on the Grid Talk RC podcast. Facebook page, just, just press like and share. Simple as that, only and then it only takes a second, and you'll be in the prize draw next week. Well, because I'm going to write all the, all the names down this week, so you'll be in the prize draw for next week. You know, you could sweep in and steal a nice prize off one of our people who've been sharing for weeks. Who knows? Chris, that's about me done, so I'm going to um, bid you farewell, and I will see you next week. Yes, mate. Have a good week. I'll speak to you soon.